It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stauffer. Now, I'm at the office. We, we have remained open, but not to the public. We've been open the entire pandemic, and we actually moved during the pandemic. We have a new office that we haven't been able to have anybody to. Where are you? So, Where's the office? We're at 182 know. East Long. 182 um, East Long, and here's how I describe it. We're between pins and slammers. Oh, okay, you know so now I know exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah, we're be- we're in a, it's a great building. We're in an old car dealership that really? was renovated for us. It's from the 1920s. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, we've got all the original woodwork and the tile floor and it's great. Can you park in there since it was an old car? No, I wish. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it would be nice and clean with everybody's disgusting cars right now. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny. <laughs> was that... Um, wasn't that like C-O-A-O-A at one point? Was that the same building? You know what? That was here in the black building next door to us. Also, okay. Which okay. used to, is, is called this, it's, it's, it's being renovated also. It's called the Standard Building because the Standard Oil Company back in the day used to have their regional headquarters there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So when y'all was, are all it, about the vehicles there. I do, yes. Yeah. You never thought you'd work for a car dealership, did you? No, no. <laughs> like, wait, did I study this? <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. So how often do you do this? Well, sometimes we'll do several in a week, um, yeah. just to kind of load them up. Um, mostly because both Ben and I have children and well, you know, they rule our lives. So we don't really right. ever have a set date that we can record with people and is Um, it always about the arts no we've we're kind of all over i mean of course it's it's usually the common thread is it's about columbus in some capacity like some sort of columbus connection somebody who grew up here or moved here from someplace else it tends to be a lot about the arts because that's our wheelhouse um but (laughs) but we've had uh joyce Beatty on we've had uh, some other folks on that have been less artistic and more our friend yeah. ar- who is an archaeologist came yes on. yeah our friend our uh, <laughs> uh mike who is an archaeologist came on he was really fun actually yeah. that was really yeah. cool so and we've had a couple of the local breweries yeah and yeah the guys so. at brothers Dre- so it really tom it's a selfish thing because i'm like i just want to talk to this person so <laughs> <laughs> that's good i love it's, the i love the setup yeah it's basically and how long will this be on how long will it last how long oh, is the interview? We'll be done by 11. Okay. Because I got to talk to Lita. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a meeting. <laughs> so, yay. She's off to a good start. She's been amazing. I mean, we've, we've just, <laughs> I can't believe in a pandemic that we've hired two new amazing people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's bad. Sorry. So unprofessional you are. <laughs> you're fine no i just turned mine off because i was telling ben like people only need me i don't know if this is how you are too like do people only need to text slash call slash message when something is happening yeah yeah Yeah. i think so and especially lately like just with the 
the junk calls, the spam oh calls. I, I get them all hours of the day, and oh. usually my phone blocks them, They're but bad. my computer does not. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. It's nice so, computer. So it's nice they can reach me through my computer and now my watch, too, which is oh, super great. So, you know. I like that their name, though, is Spam Risk. I get Spam Likely, which oh. sounds a lot more like a I know. Hi, yeah. I'm Spam Likely, yeah. you know? And I'm from, from the Likely clan. From <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. But it's, it's better than what it was because I would always answer. Just, you know, yeah. who knows who's calling. So. Oh, I stopped that after I started my own business. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's never good. I stopped that too. Did you? Because I get a lot of I get a lot of political calls. Yeah. Um, but people looking for money. So I especially if it's an out of state area code, I definitely don't pick up. Yeah. That's true. My spammers yesterday was from Utah. I was really excited Utah. that we're, we're spreading out here. Wow. We're getting the yeah. mountain states in spam. Not, that may I get New Mexico all the time. Oh, yeah. maybe New Mexico and Schenectady. Schenectady. Yeah. Schenectady, I love it. Yeah. That is the most fun city to say. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if it's fun to live there. I don't know. I've never lived I there. I do also like Wapakoneta. Wapakoneta is pretty good. They probably have to spell it constantly. Though. Oh, oh probably. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of those, I, I always think of like the upper New York cities. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of the names up there. I love it when somebody from like the South moves here to Ohio and they're mm -hmm. like, what is this Skyoto River? Where is the Skyoto? Yeah. Or the old one tangy. Yeah, the old one tangy. I always yeah. love Siri has no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Siri's it's, not on it. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say, I don't like Siri at no. all. Whatsoever. We've talked about this. Siri still doesn't know how to spell my name. <laughs> After how many years we've been I together. I feel like Siri's getting dumber, though. Yeah. That's my, my assessment. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. Tom, are you from Columbus? No, but I've been here 40 years. I'm from Youngstown. Okay. But I'm, I've been here forever. Um, <laughs> politics brought me here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you study? You, you study political science, right? I did, yeah. And uh, I worked in the state house for 15 years. Oh, which wow. was great. It was a great place to start my career. I've been, I've been all over the place. I've been, was at L Brands for 18 years. Okay. Oh, wow. I was at Ohio State for five years. I worked for Dr. Gee. Oh my gosh. And I came from there to here. Wow. That's cool. So, yeah. How is it? Did you, did you go straight from undergrad to the state house then? No, I went from uh, I undergrad to graduate school. Okay. I have a master's degree in journalism, and then I went to the state house. Wow. Um, I thought I was going to be a reporter, but I never did that. <laughs> Sound like <laughs> Ann Fisher. Right. <laughs> that was her right, journey exactly. as well. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Ann was one of our first guests. She is a hoot. We like She's her She's great. <laughs> yes. So what did you, I mean, was that your intention? Like, political science? I mean, you're, you're, of course, you're talking to a, a theater artist here, so this yeah. is new territory for me so i um went away i went to the university of georgia undergraduate and i got involved in politics because literally jimmy carter was the governor of georgia at the time oh wow and i like got to know him not really well but got to know him because he would come over to athens all the time because the university was there so he was yeah. in atlanta he'd come over to athens for speaking engagements and i worked as a waiter and from time to time i would wait on him you can believe that. Wow. And he, so he was governor the whole time I was in Georgia. Then in 1976, I graduated. He was running for president. 
yeah. and um, against Gerald Ford. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find a job because uh, inflation was really bad. And I moved back to Ohio, went to Ohio State, worked in his media office in Columbus. Oh, wow. So I uh, worked in his press office. Back in the day, they had a press office in every state. Yeah. And uh, I, I did the newspaper clippings. And uh, <laughs> that's what you did back then. There were no computers. You had to go get the newspaper and cut out all the articles. Uh, get get high on the rubber cement. Exactly. And yeah. Exactly. So so that was fun. And then I worked at the state house as a page and ended up working uh, in the legislature. And I worked uh, for Governor Celeste for five years. Wow. I was his lobbyist in the state legislature. Okay. So that was that was fun, too. And then I went to the limited for eighteen years. Huh. What did you do there? I was started. I was in charge of investor relations, and when I left eighteen years later, I was in charge of investor relations, media relations, and community relations. So I did a lot of community work. I dealt with the news media. I. And, you know, did all the sales and earnings calls, uh, worked on all the acquisitions and um, business transactions that they did, the communications side of it, yeah. not the financial side of it. So that was, that was, a, I had a great run there, got very involved in the community, stayed involved in local politics. That's cool. That's, I mean, it's such a, a strong, well-known Columbus company. I always thought it was cool it to do something yes. like that here. Yeah. It's funny, when I was working at the State House, that was like, I always thought that that's where I wanted to work, and it ended up happening for me. Wow. I was very, very fortunate. And I, so then I went from there. Uh, Dr. Gee was on the board of Bell Brands, and I think he still might be. And he, when he came back the second time to be president of Ohio State, he asked me to come over and be in charge of communications and marketing. So I left Bell Brands to do that. That's got to be an honor when you're asked specifically to come on over hey guys sorry dr I gee asked asked. me to do a thing so <laughs> I, I gotta asked. go do the thing so you know it was scary i was asked we had a great run together he was forever getting in trouble with certain things that he said so i would deal with that, you know oh, but we had a great run he just had a birthday and i texted him and he texted me back immediately you know he's doing very well down at the University of West Virginia as the president there. Oh, I didn't know he'd gone there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's he cool. is. Yeah, he's enjoying himself uh, down there. Yep. He's, All the news uh, stories I see. Uh, it's the same guy, just yep. different location. So, cool. yeah. He's the king of West Virginia. He started there. He was the dean of the law school, literally, I think, when he was like 28 or 30 years old. Oh, my uh, gosh. Oh, man. Wow. What a guy. What a cool guy. How did... <laughs> So right. you probably had to be like on all the time. I mean, if he said stuff all the time that you had to. <laughs> when you work at Ohio State, you're on all the time yeah. because of the size and scope of the university. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's great, great things that you're putting out. And a lot of it is uh, playing defense, too. Yeah. There's a lot of things that can happen when you have uh, 60,000 plus students and you're the largest employer in the city. Mm. Uh, it, it never goes to bed. That's for sure. <laughs> well, so essentially you never went to bed in that time. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And I still have great friends that are working there too. Yeah. Um, so we're uh, engaged with the university a lot. That's awesome. 
Well, the university is the reason that my family is here. We wouldn't be here otherwise. I don't mean and alive. How, I think we'd still be alive. But <laughs> tell me about that. Tell me. Well, so my mom is an opera singer. You're not um, me, but I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> no, you're fine. This is this is what we do, Tom. This is what we do. You, okay. if you could see, you know, I have this whole typed out agenda of what we're going to talk about. No, I really. That's a don't. lie. That's I a can confirm lie. that is a complete lie. Complete lie. No, so mom <laughs> was an opera singer, and she won a competition in Graz where she studied there for two months and met Roger Stevens, who was the head of the opera department at Ohio state. Um, and she was basically stay at home mom. My dad was working for the airlines and Roger was like, Hey, come finish up your degree at Ohio state. And they were like, yeah, cool. We got nothing else going on. So we hustled from Denver over to here. Um, that is so impressive. Yeah. Really you know, random. <laughs> yeah. That's very impressive. And uh, you've obviously settled in here. It's, you know, honestly, I would, if I could pick up Columbus and move it south, I'd mm. be a happy camper. Yeah. Yeah. The, just for the temperature and climate alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep, I, I love Columbus. I do too. Not today though. It's a no, little, today's ugly. <laughs> a little less than lovable today. <laughs> Better but. than being in Houston. Yeah. Very oh, true. true. Very oh, yeah. true, man. Yeah. yeah. This is, my daughter was saying yesterday, she's just like, when has it ever snowed this much? We've never had this many snow days. And mm. I said, I think we have. We just are unfortunately at home all the time to observe it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just easier right. to notice stuff like that now, yeah. you know. It's crazy. When it's did, nuts. so when did you start with, uh, with GCAC? Almost eight years ago to the day. Okay. I came here, I was um, a little bit recruited here, but I shared a study from Mayor Coleman uh, that's now uh, almost 10 years old that was called the Funding Review Advisory Committee. Okay. And we looked at how the arts were funded, the social services and the travel and tourism industry, mm. because we were looking for ways, ideas on how to bring more public funding into all of that. Yeah. And so we came up with recommendations and uh, it became a significant report. It's called the FRAC, if you ever heard hear anybody called the FRAC, <laughs> the Funding Review Advisory Committee. We studied it for nine months. Wow. And after it was uh, over, um, I uh, was sort of lured here for lack of better description. Um, I wasn't in the job market, but uh, they really wanted to get new public funding streams going, which was yeah. one of the recommendations of the report we had come up with. So um, I landed here, I've been here, eight years and it's been fabulous except for the last year yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, man. Getting, we're getting through it you know we're, we're getting through it we see the end of it mm -hmm. um when you see joe biden president biden saying that you know hopefully things will be back to some normal by december and dr fauci saying that uh everyone should be able to get vaccinated by the end of july that's good news for the arts yeah you are catching me on the day that I got my first shot. <gasps> Congratulations. That's, That's huge. My first shot, like at 740 this morning. Okay. And um, <laughs> I'm scheduled for my second shot on March 11th. Good for so you. Any tenderness or anything? I've heard it can be a little ouchy. Well, it's not ouchy, but I'll tell you, I'm a little bit foggy. So if I okay. sound a little bit foggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me all the time. So we're, we're, in, we're on the um, same wavelength. You're good. They make you uh, wait for yeah. like 
15 minutes to make sure you don't have a reaction. I keep hearing that the worst reaction is to the second shot. Yeah. Uh, so where you get like the flu-like symptoms, but very well organized. I went to the Schottenstein Center, so the Wexner Medical Center site. Uh, people were there getting us through the line. Uh, honestly, it could not have been better organized. That's so great. It was problematic that. signing up. And I think yeah. a lot of people are experiencing that right. because it won't affect you guys because you're younger than me. But I think by the time we get to you, there'll be plenty of vaccine. There's not the vaccine that we need right now, but it's, right. it's, it's working its way through. And this is key to, uh, you know, the fall season of the arts here. We're, as you've seen the last uh, week or 10 days here, we've largely canceled most of the summer yeah. events. Yeah. So we announced yeah. last week we were canceling the arts festival. Jazz and Ribs uh, got canceled. They may do some stuff virtually. Um, we're waiting to hear definitively on ComFest. We're waiting to hear on Red, White, and Boom. That could, wow. news could come any day now. Our, uh, Pride, the Pride Parade, part of it was canceled. They're doing some smaller events at Stonewall headquarters at High and Forth there. Yeah. So uh, you're seeing the summer season evaporate before your eyes. And that's largely because these are big crowds. So our event attracts 400,000 people downtown and we're kind of on top of each other. You oh, know? Yeah. And, and Pride is the same way. In fact, Pride is even more so than our event. Pride is 500,000 people. And, you know, we have artists. It's about the safety of the public and the safety of the artists that come here from all over the country for this event. We, you know, we're just not going to be in a position. There's so much uncertainty and about these other waves of variants that are coming that we really can't, um, we can't safely do that. Even with um, creative protocols in place, like making everyone wear a mask, making everyone prove that they've been vaccinated, you yeah. know, spacing things apart, packaging the food instead of serving it out of food trucks. So we thought of all of that, but it just wasn't it's just not going to fly this year. So we haven't had an arts festival for two years well, in a row now, and it's quite devastating, I think, to the psyche of the city also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was one, I think that was one of the first festivals that we attended. I know, shocker, arts festival. <laughs> what? The Lively family went to the arts festival? No. But that was, I mean, I well, it's that. This, this would have been this, this would have been the 60th year. And it's we were moving. We're moving it to the arena district. We're going yeah. to move it there this year, but we're moving it there next year because there's a uh, significant construction project uh, that's in the middle of where we park yeah. and put artists over by Kosai there. So mm -hmm. we'll be back over there, but for a couple of years, we'll be in the arena district and we're looking forward to that new geography. And there's all kinds of performance venues over there. Mm -hmm including a new soccer stadium, uh, Huntington Park, yeah. and obviously Nationwide Arena, too. Where there's more space. I mean, and even next summer, that might more space. still be needed. Yep. We would, we'd have the artists uh, set up on spring and long. Uh, it's a very nice traffic flow, and you're still yeah. kind of on the river there, North Bank Park. And right. um, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. And we're It'll be, we'll make it bigger and better than ever. Well, we really will. And hopefully, no question. Yeah. After all this. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. People your, are anxious to get 
back. I am. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm an introvert. I'm like, oh, God, I got to go see people, man. This is killing me. Are you, Tom, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Like, how has this time been for you? Oh, I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah, Yeah. I need to work a crowd at an event. Yeah, I'm, I mean, my folks here will tell you I routinely will do three or four or five events a night if I can, if I can get it in, because there's so much happening Mm -hmm. in the arts every night, you know, especially during gala seasons. Uh, I like to go to a lot of political events. We have very close ties to the elected officials in the city and county, which is great Yeah, um, because we get the, you know, the public money for the arts. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of events to go to and I relish it. I absolutely. Yeah. Kindred spirits, Tom, you and me. Yeah, so sometime you'll have to come around with me, both of you. Oh, oh I'd love to. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Right. We'd do an entire in- like evening, just an interview, and kind yeah. of just, just go along for the ride. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Right. That'd be really cool. I've yeah. Only recently, and mostly because I work at Catco, have I ever experienced a gala. Yeah. You know, because we theater artists don't go to a lot of galas. <laughs> right. It is so much fun. And I, I mean, I know for me, like Catco has an incredible board and we've just become, they've taken such good care of us over this time, but they are some of the most fun people. And to see people at a gala, it's amazing. I mean, it's just like a whole nother level of things. And I guess to see how much appreciation there is for the arts and what we're doing and what we're bringing in, it's incredible. Right. And I'll tell you what, it is an important uh, part of the uh, revenue stream, too. Yeah. Mm. So you have your ticket sales, but you also got to raise money. And every every nonprofit, every arts uh, executive director, CEO, we are raising money every day, every single day. We're asking somebody for money somewhere, mm-hmm. whether it's through a gala or an individual one on one or a corporation. We have tremendous corporate support. Yeah for the arts here in Columbus. So it's, it's definitely one of the hats you wear, but the, the gala seasons in the spring and the fall are great fun because, you know, there, there's usually entertainment at yeah. them, good yeah. food, people oh, get yeah. dressed up, people are anxious <laughs> to see each other. And this, this pandemic started about this time last year. Yep. And I'll never forget because it, we had to close down the opera gala I remember because that. that was happening the first yep. night. Yep. And it was it was when the Arnold was being canceled, too. Oh, and people right. just couldn't believe it. What do you mean? Why are we having to cancel these events? Yeah. And at that moment, you didn't really fully grasp what was ahead. Now yeah. we've now we fully do. But the Opera Gala was canceled like the day of the event. Oh. So all the food was ready. All the food was donated to one of the shelters. Oh, cool. So that was a, that was a great outcome for that. Yeah. And, you know, what's great about this city is. Most people just let them keep their money and yeah. uh, or, or have donated tickets back or right. and most corporations have done that, too. So there's this groundswell of support and, and people get it. If you can't perform uh, like at Catco, it's hard. Uh, I mean, there is some earned income from online. Yeah. Performing, but it's, as you know, it's not the same. Oh, gosh. It's not what the audience wants. It can get you through a short period of time, but it's, yeah. it, you know, we'd much rather uh, have live performance and the ticket sales from that. Mm-hmm. So galas are important. Uh, corporate support, uh, support from individuals for to get us through this uh, 
period of time. The yeah. other thing I would tell you that, that happened is um, everybody was pretty scrappy about the public support too. So we've been able to fund everybody yeah. to the levels that they got the prior year. Yep. But we also all applied for PPP money. Mm-hmm. We uh, all got uh, CARES Act money from the state of Ohio. So yeah. when there was any possibility of getting additional funding, the arts clearly did it whether it was from the state, from city government, from us here at DCAC. So um, that was good. And there's another round of it coming for people that operate venues. The SBA has a program that they're uh, just getting ready to publish the guidelines on for that. So yeah. Well, thank you for that because that directly affects me. So yeah, the the public officials have, you know, so the mayor, city council, the three county commissioners really have stepped up to the plate. Not only for us, but for the travel and tourism sector, for the social yeah. service sector, for the food banks, the shelters, et cetera. It's been very, very supportive. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it's such a weird time, but here's, this is a random question that maybe you can answer. Sometimes I don't know if I just didn't pay attention in the past and started paying attention later, but yeah. the arts in Columbus seem to have taken this enormous growth within about the last decade, or again, is that just Krista not being aware? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good observation. I'll I'll tell you a couple things that I'd add to that. First of all, we have great leadership in the arts, some very senior people, um, both on the creative side and the ED side. And CATCO, as you bring up, is a current example of that, where we have new leadership, two very strong women uh, in in those roles there. You know, the future looks very, very bright. So strong leadership, uh, first and foremost, tremendous collaborations. Yeah. Uh, so you have arts organizations, some that, that don't seem to like make sense on the surface, like the Art Museum with Shadowbox Live. Um, <laughs> or, but, we, you know, we've had uh, two years in a row of the opera, the symphony and the ballet, ballet yep. maps performing yeah. together in Twisteds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that tremendous collaboration um, called The Flood. I was in that. You were in The Flood? I was in The Flood. No way. What role did you have? She played The Flood, actually. I was, so. No, I was not the water. <laughs> no, they, um, it was the most wonderful experience I may have ever had on the stage. I didn't have to sing or speak. <laughs> and I think that was like a dream come true, probably for a lot of people. But we they, loved that show. So was, I have, you'll, you'll appreciate this. If you were here with me on my wall is a framed, um, I guess I call it a script from the flood that has the uh, cast yeah. on it and the uh, musical of uh, one page of the musical score. And wow. we were, GCAC was the funder of that. And my wife and I were personal funders of that oh, wow. also. And honestly, that show was so intense. Yeah. It was a very, very intense show. It got a great review in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know whether you remember. Oh, yeah. Or not, but that's really, that's the level that the arts talent is working at now in Columbus. Yeah. So these kinds of collaborations go forward. The other thing that I think happened um, is uh, we have a new funding source in the ticket fee. And there was a uh, four or five year effort to get that done. So the arts were really at the center of the civic discussion for a while. Okay. We also, before we, st- we started that advocacy effort, we 
started a um, marketing campaign, which I believe you are part of. It's called Columbus Makes Art, Art Makes Columbus. Yes. That yes. features the artists that are living and working in Columbus yeah. and why Columbus is a great place to be an artist in. And it is a richly diverse campaign in terms of the artists that are in it, sort of mm -hmm. from all sectors, but all races. It just, it's just yeah. really amazing. It's won three Emmys. The is wow. Three Emmys. Wow. And we're very proud of that. We have PSAs, but we've featured, I think, now 50 or 60 artists, including yours truly, in it. And <laughs> uh, it's been up. So that that has raised the level, and you see it around the city on billboards, on electronic billboards, in print. And yeah. it's, it all features the artists mm -hmm. and what they're doing and why this is a great city to make your art in. So we did that first. And then we launched this advocacy effort to get a new funding source because the arts were underfunded publicly yeah. here compared to our peer cities. And so we landed on the ticket fee. It was a challenge to get it passed. Yeah. It did pass unanimously at Columbus City Council. Uh -huh. City Council President Shannon Harden led the way on that. We are incredibly grateful to him. It took effect July 1 of 2019, yeah. we collected it for seven months until the city went dark. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, it was really designed to probably bring in seven to nine million dollars a year wow. more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back to that. So there's very little ticket fee money being collected right now. But I think the back half of the year, you know, if CatCo can be doing shows, if the Broadway series gets up and running if COSI can reopen yeah we'll be doing uh we'll be doing fine again and we'll get back to the strength of this public funding but I think those are the reasons why it feels like the arts have really um taken more of a center stage here yeah and the, you know the city's bigger the public really wants this mm -hmm. um the public wants the arts to be pub you know to be funded appropriately yeah it's an attraction and retention thing for for businesses here, right. um, you got to have a first-class art museum. You got to have a first-class botanical garden, science center, theater companies, ballet met, mm -hmm. Wexner Center, a zoo. We're not. That's not part of our thing. But the zoo, yeah. the National Veterans Memorial and Museum, the history connection. So um, the millennials certainly demand that when they is <laughs> where they want to live. Yeah. And we also have an older audience that really donates a lot of money and helps to pay for all these things. We so like I think that's why it's, it's feeling better. When you, when you look at the facilities, so mm -hmm. the art museum has a relatively new wing. It's three or yeah. four years old. There's a, a full floor Amina Robinson exhibit in yes, it right now. So cool. And I would tell your listeners, you got to go see it. It is open. They're doing timed admissions there. Yep. Uh, at uh, Franklin Park Conservatory and Botanical Garden. They have multiple new facilities there, including the Wells Barn, where they can have major events and weddings, hmm. things like that. They have a, a really a nationally ranked children's garden there. If you've got. Oh, it's so cool. Kids, oh, my yeah, gosh. It's, cool. it's like the place yeah. to go and to be, honestly. And again, supported by Scott's and other individuals in the community, it's really yeah. a show place. Um, so you got the facilities, you got the leaders, you got the spirit of collaboration, 
the quality of the product, the arts product here. When I think of what, what CATCO is doing and is going to be doing under new leadership and the other uh, theater companies mm-hmm. in Central Ohio, like Short North Stage, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all shadow, what Shadowbox Live is doing. Mm-hmm. It's, so what you're sensing, it's not that you're just sensing it. I think it's very real. Okay, good. That means I'm, I'm observant. I like that. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't and always you both, it sounds like you both have children. There's a lot of stuff for kids to do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, kids of all ages, including, unfortunately, the arts festivals and the festival season, yeah. but we'll get back to that. Song. Absolutely. So yeah. what is your, I mean, you've, you see so much stuff of this happening. What's your favorite arts thing? Are you into the visual arts or ballet music? <laughs> well, I, am, I am. I am. I do like live performance. So yeah. I like live theater. I like to go to Catco. I like to go to the Short North Stage. I like to go to Shadowbox Live. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, um, I like these major exhibitions that the Art Museum has yeah. done. We have uh, a couple very cool things ahead for this fall that I'll tease you about a little Uh bit. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of great things happening in film right now, notably at Gateway uh, Film Center, but also, you know, at the WEX and local local filmmakers. If you go to the Wexner Center um, website, you'll see the winners of three filmmaking prizes. Our our good friend Dante. Yes, Dante. Oh, my God, Dante. He's amazing. He's something else. All three of those filmmakers are something yeah. else. And uh, I would honestly, I'd urge your listeners to go to that site. It takes about an hour. You can watch all three movies and there's interviews with all three filmmakers. But film is about to just blow wide open, I think, right. in this city also in terms of attracting movies to be made here. But the film festival and um, mm-hmm. just the local, just local filmmakers doing work here. It's it's interesting in this time because that's that is the safer way to do things. I like for me personally, I'm trying to get more into that aspect of acting mm. because yeah. there's there's more there. There it's yeah. safer to do smaller events well, I, and I things like that. I think that Hollywood in general is starting to kind of like spread out. You see them doing a lot more productions in like Atlanta Georgia is, and, and all kinds of other places right yeah. now. And I mean oh. Yeah, I, I've been hoping that, that it's, yeah, it's good it's, to hear that that's coming to Columbus because, man, I feel like we've been out of that loop for a little while. I feel yeah. like Cleveland yeah, is you're gonna hear all the more and more about You're going to hear more and more about that as the year unfolds. What drives the traffic out of uh, the traditional L.A. market is these tax credits. And we yeah. have a $40 million tax credit in the state of Ohio. The ones in Georgia and other places are much bigger. But we do compete. We are also, as you know, a very friendly city to make a movie in were very, yeah. very helpful in terms yeah. of scouting locations and really getting what you need done here, get help you getting the permits mm-hmm. and all that. We have do have some local funders of smaller films too. So it's we are marketing it all the time. We have a film commissioner, John Doherty, who works here with me. And there's not a day that goes by where we are not having some conversation about film. That's awesome. So yeah. So Man. that's that's uh, the next big thing. I'm excited to hear that because I'm a film guy myself, and like that's, that I'm I'm happy to hear that that's something that's happening here. That's great. Yeah, make sure you watch the three shorts that yeah. are on the. Um, I've seen there, Dante's. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that project was called Art Unites 
C-Bus and it came out of the, all the unrest yeah. after George Floyd's murder. And it was films that were made out of that. We had a competition. Each of those uh, filmmakers uh, received a $5,000 prize from us. Wow. To work on that. And uh, they're getting all this great visibility. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. And we've gotten to meet them. They're networking. Yeah. They are, they're all such wonderful people. They support each other. Oh, yeah. They mentor each other. It's very, very good. I know. I'm afraid that Dante's going to get too famous for us. <laughs> he's like a, he's <laughs> a humble dude, though. I, I don't know. He's he's very, very, you, if you said that to him, he would be very, very humble about it. He's, he, of course. he's a humble and, man. And he would say, and, I empathize yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he would say. Yeah. Dante yeah. is... <laughs> He was one yeah. of our, I mean, he was toward the beginning of our yeah, he recording. Was one of our first he, he was one yeah. of our first guests. Yeah. And I'd never met the dude before. And by the end, it was like, um, yeah. Oh, he's, he, you fall in love friends? with him instantly. Yeah. yeah. He's just such a great guy. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I think that's what has been, I mean, for the podcast has been so cool because of all of these Columbus connections is how big the city is. And yet like everybody knows each other. Yeah. In the same way yeah. Too. Yeah. So right. No, are you are you an actor? The other thing, the other thing, yeah, the other thing in that space that's worth mentioning is uh, yeah. called Deliver Black Dreams, mm -hmm. which is a project that we're working on with the Maroon Arts Group, and okay. uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of murals this spring. You guys can come out and paint with us if you want to um, on highway right of way oh, and wow. retaining walls. Uh, probably five or six new murals. There's one right now on. East Fifth Avenue by Fifth Avenue Lumber that was done before the weather. Yep. I see that. Uh -huh. It's all about um, just really educating people about racism. Yeah. And it's an amazing movement of artists. And it's yeah. drawn a lot of funding, not only from us, but from city government and from corporations. Cool. And we've raised more than a quarter of a million dollars to, to lend towards this. And they're applying for money from the National endowment for the arts but oh, wow. honestly that's one that i think the city is going to be really known for and has the potential to move to other cities right so keep your eye on it. it's it's marshall shorts and um sherry neal from the maroon arts group and uh candace all these they're all of our good friends now lisa mcclimate from kappa okay on it um and part of it too is us moving these murals around town. Yeah. The murals yeah. that were on all the broken out windows yep. last summer, last starting Memorial Day weekend, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that is going to be kept alive because right. this is an issue that continues to need to have public discussion of some magnitude. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would, I would love to come out for some, I won't paint. You don't want me. To <laughs> I'll paint. paint. I spent most of my weekend last weekend painting. So, I mean, I if can, I can paint, you can paint. Chris. Oh, yeah. come on. Let's, no. Well, we're not talking, this isn't like Da Vinci kind of painting. This is just, right. you know, yeah. Like okay, I imagine it's pretty paint by numbers would be my. Yeah. Not yeah. quite. Paint, not quite yeah, like that. Not quite, but okay. yeah. So I will. But supervised, I, I would imagine. I will put the initial one color on the background ah, so, so the you, actual artist oh, can paint a so wall. He will wipe the wall. I will, <laughs> I will create the backdrop for you with my, my big old roller. Gosh, that's, that's how I paint. That's generous. The other thing I will tell you is you will absolutely love these artists. Every oh. single one of them. 
what an amazing group of people yeah. to have living in this city. It's so cool. Were you out yeah. there when they were creating the murals? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that, was that just like an organic start? Uh, the, the Deliver Black Dreams project? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I think Marshall Shorts uh, started it uh, with the idea that it would be about getting people to register to vote. That oh. was sort of the starting point of it. Yeah. And then encouraging people to vote. Right. Um, obviously in a November election. So, but it's it's going to have fingers going out into everything, but it's going to really be a, an educational effort. Yeah. I got to ask you this because I was thinking about this when when we set up our chat. Are you just like exhausted? I mean, this has been a crazy year for you. You know what it is? It's not it's a different kind of exhaustion, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we all, of course, call each other, talk to each other. We always ask each other, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you getting through this? Right. When are you going to get your shot? <laughs> when do you think you can have your next performance? Yeah. You know, it's all like, there's a lot of, um, I call it, I laughingly call it pastoral care, you know, but I do it every day. Yeah. And I know my fellow arts leaders, we do this every day right. and we do it with the elected officials too. We have to hang together. That's, that's really important right now. Mm -hmm. And so we check up on each other a lot and people are very grateful for that. Cool. Very, very grateful for that. It is tough for everybody. Every thing closed. Mm -hmm. Remember this, every single yeah. thing closed and some, most of them haven't reopened yet. Right. The only yeah. things that are open right now are the Columbus Museum of Art, Franklin Park Conservatory and the Wexner Center for the Arts. Mm -hmm. And then as you know, some of the theater companies are doing things online. And uh, so it, it is really, really tough. And you had, met, you know, not just our arts festival, but, um, you know, they had to cancel the Nutcracker. So yeah. that's crazy. You know, Ballet Met lost like $1.4 million yeah. in ticket revenue from that. Yeah. That, you know, um, now the dancers are back. They're training, they're rehearsing, they're teaching. Yeah. Um, we're kind of, a, I feel like January was the bottom of it. Uh, it, it was pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Tell you the truth, late last year. Because there was so much uncertainty, the vaccine hadn't been developed yet. Yeah. We didn't really know what was going on. There was no plan for anything, as you guys all know. Oh yeah. Um, no plan for anything. Uh, so it helped to have a change of year, change, not to be political, but a change in the presidency yep. uh, with a plan, somebody that's talking about it every day mm -hmm. that is completely focused on the recovery. Yeah. So I feel like we're coming out of the most dire, dire part of it, but the future is still uncertain. Right. Uh, the fall season is uncertain. Um, Cap has announced the Broadway series, but they're, yeah. they're, they're dependent on people getting vaccinated right. to a certain level um, yeah. because they have to fill the Ohio theater for those right. shows. Yeah. Uh, to make it work financially for them. And they will, trust me, oh, they yeah. will sell all those tickets if, if people will come out. So, mm -hmm. you know, I talked to Chad Whittington about it just again yesterday, just, yeah. just check in with each other. So we're definitely trending optimistic. Right. If Dr. Fauci says everyone can be vaccinated by the end of July mm -hmm. and President Biden says things could be back to normal by Christmas 
which means probably a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. And then you'll be back on stage. At Cato. <laughs> um, but, I know how bad I need to hear that, Tom. So right. You. You'll be back on stage. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in the meantime, you know, you can, a lot of public art to look at. We have, a, we have an incredible new um, piece of public art that's at Broad and Cleveland in the social justice park there. Yeah. Hmm. Roanne Crane and the Crane family paid for. You must go, uh, if you're out doing a walkabout, go and check it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's a um, sculpture yeah. that um, sort of is an optical illusion. It kind of vanishes before your eyes as you walk around it. That's the best way I can describe it to you. That's cool. It's definitely work, worth getting out of your car and walking around it and checking it out. It's a, a couple of artists from Oregon that hmm. did it, and it comes from a phrase uh, from Martin Luther King's letter from the Birmingham jail. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta see it. It's really very, very special. We should, we should create a, like a Columbus walking scavenger well, hunt. That would be cool. <laughs> so you've come to the right place about that. Um, <laughs> on our website, on our website, we have a public art database. So you, you can look up any piece of public art. There's more than a thousand pieces in Franklin County alone. Wow. Um, and so you gotta go, you gotta check it out. And yeah. if you're looking to do something inside, walk the convention center and yeah. look at the public art in there. There's lots of art being um, acquired right now by look from local artists for the new yeah. building. It's yeah. being built on High Street there. Uh, Don Brown and his crew at the, the Down the Hilton at, from the convention center, Michael Reese, Reese Brothers Productions have put together that art collection. Huh. A major focus on local artists. So local artists are getting paid yeah. for their work to go into that hotel. Uh, and I'm sure when we open that, it'll it's going to open in 2022. So next year, wow. um, there'll be, uh, I'm sure, fabulous opportunities to, to tour that. That'll be so much. It's this, I am so glad you talked to us today, Tom, because I think we needed this conversation. Oh, man. Just like every time I talk about art with somebody, I feel like it's just like my soul is being refreshed in general. Yeah. So like hearing. Yeah, no. It, what And what a terrific resource you guys are, too. Oh, absolutely. And, and thank goodness for the GCAC. And my wife has benefited from my wife has a Kodo band. They play its Japanese instrument called the oh, Kodo. Yeah. And they got a grant from you guys last year and it made a huge difference. They were able to get a, a whole bunch of sound stuff and do live streams and the whole thing. It's, it's, you guys are incredible. We, I'll tell you, we, we love funding the artists. We just opened that program again in, in uh, early February and we'll do it again later this year. In fact, I'll look it up when we're, <laughs> while we're talking here, but we love, um, it looks like it opens up again July 1. Wow. And then we notify the artist August 16th. Wow. So we'll have at least two tranches of support this year for artists. So we, what, what he's talking about is we fund individual artists. So an artist can get a grant from us for marketing, supplies, professional development. We call it support for professional artists. And you need to tell your spouse that she can get a grant from us every year. She needs to be applying every year for that money. That's so cool. So um, it's very easy application. We have uh, 
sessions, Mackenzie Swinehart, who's on my team that works on that program, has training sessions to tell people how to apply, what is, what's eligible uh, in the program. And we love, the other thing we did at the beginning of last year is we set up an emergency fund for artists. Oh, and wow. uh, we funded, uh, you know, this when it hit, everything closed. The artists are like part of the gig economy because mm -hmm. they depend on gigs and most of them uh, have three or four jobs because yeah. they're <laughs> bartenders or they're baristas or whatever, or, they're, or they teach like yeah. what you do, Krista. Yeah. They, they teach and um, or do music lessons or whatever it is. So when this economy went down, it went down for them in a big way. So we opened up an emergency uh, program for artist relief we raised um, $328,000, I think was the final number. Wow. wow. And we funded um, 428 artists. No strings attached. You could use it for your rent, groceries, car insurance, wow. whatever you needed the money for. So wow. that hopefully helped those folks get through that uh, period of time early on in the pandemic. But now it's about support for professional artists. We'll offer that um, twice this year. Yeah. And um, I would urge listeners to uh, check that out. It next opens on July 1. Cool. That's awesome. And that's on the website, GCAC on website. website. We'll go yeah. to GCAC.org and go to the grants section. You'll see all of our programs there, all the guidelines for all the grant programs. I love too how, how artists have adapted. I mean, of course, you know, the, the saying of like, of anything during a pandemic, it's the arts that are going to be resilient and they will come back and be even stronger because that's what we do with the need to create like listening. I think, was it last week that you had the, the meet the Columbus metropolitan club meeting? Yeah. So just last, it feels like yeah. seven years ago, but that's the <laughs> way that this year's going. Um, Cause we had Janet on here shortly after the flood. That's how I yes. met her. And I loved her, her, her talking about, they have to buy puppy pads and not only puppy pads, but they have to buy black puppy pads to match the stage, but it's like how cool that they have found something right. that works, that they're able to continue doing that. Yeah, Artists are uh, incredible at resilience. Um, yeah. There's a uh, story in today's Columbus Dispatch Ooh. about one of our board members, uh, Johanna Terrell, Yogi Terrell, who has set up a uh, fashion um nonprofit that's housed uh, over in Franklinton and they are making masks. They're making designer masks. And he's got yeah. fashion designers over there making masks. There's a picture of some of them in the paper today and hopefully that'll drive some business to them. But that's another example of resiliency. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we were able to pay all the artists that painted those murals, mm. uh, the plywood murals on broken windows Wow. Um, that's resiliency too. And we were able to mobilize those people over one weekend, get them all out there, get those windows covered up and they stayed up for some time. And now we're displaying them around the city. That's so, so cool. There's so many examples of resiliency yeah. um, in the arts. Well, you give an artist a, a boundary and say, this is what you have to work within. And that's one of the things that, that most artists, at least me anyway, that I, they accelerate. They, they do better mm -hmm. when you say, okay, you can't do this. Yeah. Or like, here's this weird restriction that everybody is dealing with. And like, I feel like the artists are the first ones to go, okay, there's the restrictions. How do we yep. work with the restrictions and still get the thing done? You know, right. and, and I, 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 it's, 
I, I think art has been instrumental in getting everybody through, uh, certainly this past year. And I would say, honestly, the past four or so years, you know, so do you, do you think that there's been some sort of benefit, Tom, to having everything accessible online in that it may have introduced yes. to, new, it's a, to more? It's, it's a great point, Krista. We, obviously, we can't live like this forever. Thank God. But honestly, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's made organizations like CATCO, the Symphony, Pro Musica, all the ones we've been talking about, much more accessible to new audiences. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully when those people will come back and they'll buy tickets, go out to events, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, and actually audiences all over the world too, yeah. you know, in yeah. other cities and things that I'm sure they're watching some of these shows that are being uh, produced online. So yeah. it's a great, great call out. And then how can we keep in touch with those people mm-hmm. when this all ends and get them back into the theaters, get them back in to see the symphony. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, man, I'd, I'd see a symphony right now. Oh, I know. Oh man. <laughs> and and, and no, no, no hesitation. Oh my God. <laughs> we, I'd weep the entire time. We did. Yeah. We had Billy in studio, a couple, Billy Zen. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with Billy. Um, he came in studio, so we socially distanced. He played guitar, and I just sat and cried it was, because I yeah. hadn't heard live music. Live music, man. In yeah. so long. It's crazy. It's we have so right now we are doing our online musical, Dear Edwina. There's the plug. There you go. Uh, with our, our <laughs> 10, 10, shameless 10 to 15 year olds. Yeah, right. <laughs> and what's interesting is the girl that's playing the lead lives in Tennessee. Oh wow. Yeah. And so I, I was making a statement to the students during a rehearsal, like, I wish we could be in person. And then I stopped and I thought, oh, wait, but Susanna couldn't be with us. Right. If we were, she couldn't yeah. come to Columbus. Yeah. There is a weird thing where it's like you're starting to see some some benefits that maybe you didn't see at yeah. the front end of the whole thing and how it's it's streamlined a lot of the processes that I think a lot of companies and organizations and art you know, it, it, people use. And yeah. now right. it's like all of a sudden you're collaborating with people in different places all around the world. It's leveled a playing field yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, to, to be seeing people, especially at the beginning, not so much now, but people on Broadway that are just doing live free entertainment. Yeah. Yes. I mean, thank you to them. Yeah. That's been cool. Krista, I just, while you guys were talking, I just went and walked over and looked at my frame yeah. Program of the flood and your name is on there. I know. I was I, I wasn't lying, Tom. <laughs> He's like she said she was in the flood. No way. No way. Oh right. Yeah, I was like, I gotta check this. Um you are famous. Oh, you are famous. Yeah. <laughs> ben, you know what? Talking to a celebrity here. There was, there was a moment during one of the first rehearsals because again, it was just a, a wonderful thing where they just said, Hey, would you do this for us? I'd never met Peggy. I'd never met Janet. Um, and to do yeah. a, to do a gig that I didn't have to sing or, or talk, you know, <laughs> I could just act my way. Sure. I'll do that. But when I went into the rehearsal room for the first day, I, I literally had to put my jaw up several times for the amount of talent. Yeah. And, you know, half of those people who studied at Juilliard or taught at Juilliard. And I'm like, yeah. um, <laughs> I didn't go there. But it, just to, to have that caliber yeah. of performance here, 
Yeah. Um, not yeah. downing Otterbein. Otterbein's great. That, well, sorry. it's it's Juilliard immediately followed <laughs> yeah. by Otterbein, right? I don't that's the think ranking. That's it. I'm um, pretty sure that's what it is. Right. So. In entertainment college. Yes. That <laughs> is the power of the arts. I'm just yeah. telling you, after that show, sitting there, we were like in the fourth row or something. Mm. My wife and I are sitting there. We like could not move. Yeah. After the show, we just had to sit there and go, oh, my God, what did we just see? Yeah. You know, and then I had to have like somebody explain parts of it to me, too, <laughs> because you had to have seen it. It was it crossed generations. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you were in different rooms in the show. So you really had to understand the story. And um Honestly, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen performed. It was way, yeah. one weekend was not enough of that. We've told Corrine that we need to to bring it back again. Do a yes. not like a, the flood too. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember it could be like the snowstorm, or it could there be the go. pandemic. <laughs> I don't want to watch that right now. Yeah, Tom. No. I'm not ready to watch it. I'm kind of over that. pandemic movies right now. <laughs> so ever come to my office, I will show you that your name is on my wall. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I will send you video. I One of my favorite things about the flood rehearsals is that, do you remember the, the floss dance that yeah. all the kids were doing? Yeah. That was the rage at the time. <laughs> I have at least all the kids were floss dancing. There were at least three to four videos I obtained during rehearsals of most of the cast and production crew learning how to floss during nice. rehearsals. So oh. Naomi, who was from Ireland, was teaching everybody. So <laughs> you watch and they're, you know, in the middle of breaking down this really intense and, and deep scene. And then there's Kareen in the background flossing. Flossing. So. <laughs> it was one of the most amazing ensembles. And, you know, again, I think when you bring in this high caliber, you tend to get people that are incredibly kind and incredibly generous. And yeah. we've just been really lucky. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tom, you are amazing. Thank you so, 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 so much for, for hanging out sure. with us. And thank you for all the work you oh, do. Seriously, you, oh, you, you are an engine that keeps the city going. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate everything you both do, too. And you made this very easy and fun. Well, very conversational. Glad to hear that. Next time we do this, we're doing this in public. And in person. Yes. In person yeah. with yes. a glass of wine in hand. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, thank you again, Tom. Have a wonderful Have a good rest of the week. Be careful. Warm. Get your shots when you can. Yes. Will do. Will do. Okay. Yep. Be safe. Right. Drive safe. Stay warm. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. See you. All right. Bye. Bye. Foxland Media. Think big.